Coming up in this episode of the KitCast, a jacket where you can control how warm it gets, a variable ND gets super thin, and biometric headphones that will whisper training information into your ear. So sit back and relax. It's time for the KitCast. Hey everybody, it is time for another episode of the KitCast, the podcast where we go out, find some cool projects, let you know if you should backtrack or sack them. I am one half of the show, KT Data, and joining me is a man more connected than Kevin Bacon. He, like, literally, you, you could link him to almost everybody in the world of production. I mean, somehow he links back to me through Dice Masters, which is crazy. The one and only Drew Tyler. How you doing, man? <laughs> I'm I'm astounded myself. I'm all over. I'm everywhere. Oh. Anywhere you look, I'm a part of it. Oh, yeah, and I should say you're also well-rested from a spring break that you probably should have been grading but didn't grade through the whole time. I... No, I didn't grade a lick, and oh, I yes. have not well rested. Uh, but yet, master of the final cut, because now yes, I am. You, you I are... did, I did, <laughs> I did succeed in doing a lot of the final cut stuff that I wanted because I was building the the advanced version of my online course. I had to had to learn final cut in a couple of hours, like pretty thorough. But I did, I did really good. I have like twenty separate screencasts about all the different tools and techniques, and I got that far. Now I just have to like edit edit them down and take out my ums and ahs and swear words. And then I can have like a <laughs> and swear words. Uh, yeah. <laughs> can I get when the cut with the, like, Can I get the director's cut with the swear words in it? Yeah. <laughs> and then you click this stupid the hand. Why is there a hand tool? It's so effing ridiculous. Yeah. I'd, I'd pay I had extra. A I'd commentary. Pay, I'd pay extra for that. <laughs> I should. I should publish two courses. You could watch this one where I'm normal and professional, or this one where I just let loose a little. The director's cut. That's a good idea. Yeah. So if you guys have ever seen any of the editing, anytime I edit something right, that's all attributed to Drew. Anytime I do something wrong, that's totally my noobish behaviors (laughs) on there. That's just how we go. I like that. All right. So before we actually jump into our projects tonight, we got some news, and I apologize to Indiegogo and all the other crowdfunding sites, but most of the news is about Kickstarter today. (laughs) So, um, Drew, do you remember maybe about a year ago we talked about how Kickstarter was launching Campus? Kind of a cr- area for project creators to yeah. talk and discuss. But it was locked. It was locked down, right? Yeah. It was kind of like well, you know, and it was yeah. still brand new. I mean, they didn't have anything implemented <laughs> on there, and so over the past years, they've kind of developed the campus and the tools and everything. That now they're confident enough that they are releasing it out to everybody to use. So you don't have to be. A, you used to. I think you had to be a project creator, so you had to have an active project going to post in it. But now anybody can do that and all you have to do is head on over to the campus page and i actually like it on there um it's kind of almost a forum where you can ask questions and it's separated into the most popular unanswered most recent and subscribed so you can actually star a question and follow along in the discussion Um, on there i like this question i have no this question here i have no community and it feels fake to actively build one thoughts yeah i I love it and you, you can see there's like this plus sign where you can upvote it and stuff and if you click on it, it just opens up, and you can actually literally have a open dialogue with people on here. And people are creating; they like let this. you know who are backers, and if you can like a post um, and all that kind of stuff. So I, I really right, like let's, it. Um, this got some good info, and I think that you could really glean a lot of information if you were starting a project. I like this. Yeah, and like you, you can see some people get really detailed into their, um, ex, you know, questions, and they give you also related questions and stuff. So, which I, I, I really like. If you are a project creator and you are looking for questions and stuff, even if you're not doing it on Kickstarter now, 
just head on over there and you can get some great information. Um, and I really like how they've laid it out. So, Drew, do you think this is becoming one of those like de facto tools or places that you should go before you, if you have questions? Right. I always look at forums for almost anything for software for projects that I'm doing. Uh, I always find that the FAQ or the forum because I find that there's anytime I'm having a problem with something or a question about something, somebody else has had a very similar problem. I mean, that's how I learn all of my like code coding problems that I mess <laughs> things up with. Like I go and look at forums and this seems like it's a, a somewhat organized uh, forum of, of questions uh, specific to like launching projects. Mm-hmm. I like, I like this a lot. Yeah. And, uh, yeah I, I, I was hearing about how you just put swear words on web pages to figure out where things are. Right? So, have you tried <clears throat> Chrome's inspector? Or, or Safari? Yeah, no, inspector? that's exactly how I do it. I do an inspector. So I pull up <laughs> oh, Chrome. Oh, you, you, you I, don't do it in the live page. Okay. Just... Right. So I pull in Chrome. and I, No, no, no. I, I throw the swear words in the live page. Yeah, I do. <laughs> because I don't understand the inspector enough in Chrome to know what I'm looking at. I can just like figure out how the page is being put together. And then I still have to go find the right PHP file. And so in WordPress, I am dropping like in WordPress, I'm dropping like the hell blog. I don't know. I just yesterday. No, what was it? This weekend I did Jude Law. I just typed Jude Law on different pages, and about forty-five minutes later, I found one, and I was like, "Oh no, that page wasn't supposed to have Jude Law." <laughs> like it, it got stuck, and I almost left it out there, and I had to go back and erase it. So, yeah, I this is how I experiment with my code. I don't know what I'm doing, so I just pretend. I, just play with stuff. Uh, I, I feel like I need to make a page called "Is Drew Editing a Website Right Now?" and just have you check in <laughs> on there, and I'll have a link to the website. And just to watch just, me, like, just, just, mess, mess like it up. yeah, just continuously f- refresh trying to see what you put down as keywords. <laughs> that would be entertaining. <laughs> it's better than reality TV. Yeah, that's right, <laughs> folks. All right. So, one of the biggest things and one of the motivations for us creating the KitCast is we noticed that there were a lot of crowdfunding projects, but it was really hard to find projects, new cool projects. I mean, that's the whole point of the show is to show you new and cool projects. Um, Kickstarter has uh, taken a book out of Amazon's page, and they are now offering recommendations for projects that you may like mm. on there. So um, what, what they do now is there's a recommendations page, and you can just click on it, um, and it will show you recommendations based on previous things you've uh, you've backed or searched for on there. You can do it from any search page also. Um, I don't know if a lot of people notice know this, but this is actually how I find the brand new projects on all of Kickstarter, is you just click on a category and you can click on these keywords right here and you can pick all of them. So now they have one that says recommended for you right up the top and then you can have it sort like by magic it. on there. So what's great about this is um, mine's totally jacked up because we look at a lot of projects. Right, <laughs> and right. can't get a really good scour on there but um otherwise you know i i like it it actually shows some of the old projects that we had like i looked at bubblegum crisis a long time ago when they actually did their kickstarter for a blu-ray edition now the same guy is launching one so there's another anime on there the lid sitter that jane picked as her pick a couple weeks back um is showing up on here and it shows you a couple more cookware um you can just click on it and it's backed on you know based on projects and stuff so um I, I really like this. You know, do you think this is going to help discovery, or is, or is this something like people are never going to use? I think I think it makes sense. I mean, especially if you back a lot of projects or look at a lot of projects. If this is somewhere you spend time, like any of the other social networks, I could see this recommendations just being really helpful. I mean, looking at it and saying, 
yes, I, I understand why it's showing me this because I, I've looked at similar things. I think for you and I, because we do scour so much, it's going to be a little different, but yeah. I like the idea. Yeah, and speaking about backing a lot of projects, I, for some reason, over the weekend, decided to add up how much money I've backed into Kickstarter projects. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, let's just say since 2012, I'm almost at $7,000, averaging about $112 per project. Uh, uh, gosh. <laughs> so, yeah, if you put limited edition, it really drives me over the edge. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. on there so those are kind of our news that we have today and then we just have two quick uh twitter shot uh, kick shouts today first one is the um the Gunbox echo it is a biometric bluetooth rfid accessible handgun storage they're looking to raise two hundred thousand dollars note they're already past that so just head on over to indiegogo and check out the Gunbox echo it is a local utah project might i add because it was recommended by one of our friends actually uh, very nice, very nice. And the other one is, um, if you remember our CES episode, we interviewed Steven from Crazy Baby. They did the floating speaker system. On there, They have launched a new Bluetooth portable speaker called the Luna and is the world's first telescopic wireless speaker. It's kind of actually pretty cool. Um, so you can check that out on Kickstarter. Just search for Luna by Crazy Baby and you will find it. Wow. All right. So let's go into our projects tonight. Um, Drew. It's March, and it got warm. Well, a little bit got warm. It yeah. was nice for a few and weeks. And the past two days, it started snowing. Man. If you follow snowing me, like like oh, like so painful. Bitter snowing too. Like if yeah, you, I'm done. If I'm you done. followed me on Twitter, there is a picture of me very disgruntled about the snow. <laughs> it is. It's like, like we, we moved on. Please let yes. me be. <laughs> if you look and if you look on my glasses and stuff, you can see like. Parts of snow just melting while I take the picture. I was not happy at all about that. So, um, <laughs> have you ever had this situation where you're wearing a jacket and it's still too cold? Or sometimes where you're like, man, I wish my hands were warm, but I don't want to have my like my chest or my back heating up. Because th- those are good temperatures, right? No, oh, my hands always get yep. cold. Like I just have bad circulation, so I'm mm-hmm. constantly hands in pockets, hands in armpits. I walk around like this sometimes just to keep my hands <laughs> yeah. warm. So, so, yes, you, so yes. you may like this. Our first product of the night is called the Flex Warm. And following the tradition of me telling you, let's just add Bluetooth to everything and you can make a crowdfunding yes. project out of it. Well, this, yes, is a, this is a jacket that has Bluetooth connection to it, but it has four zones that you can control the temperature of on there. So oh. you can control the – it doesn't cool, but it heats on there. So you can actually set these four zones to um, whatever temperature you want via your smartphone. That's why it has Bluetooth on there. Um, Interesting Bluetooth coat. Yeah, so you control your different temperatures, so you can control your chest, your back, and both hands. And what's cool about the both hands one is you you know those gloves that kind of have the built-in gloves or the coats that have the built-in gloves to them. Yeah. So right. this is actually yep. one of them. I don't know if we have a picture of it or not, but you just stick your hands through, and there's gloves on there, and that's the heating portion of it. Um, and according to this, this jacket is like flexible you can fold it up throw it into a bag and stuff and get this um you you think something like this would need a proprietary battery right 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 yes they power you just plug plug it in at night they they power these off the same battery packs that you use to charge your phone you just need a five volt battery pack they're the one they put in is a 5000 milliamp or yeah 5000 milliamp hour battery which is i think enough to charge an iphone um on there and that lasts you three and a half hours but i got like a 
10,000 milliamp battery pack and stuff that you can put in. So you just plug it into one of the USB ports on those battery packs and you can control the jacket from there. Pair it and you're good to go. Um, hmm. That Wow. So you just control it from your phone. You just say, heat up here. Yeah. Heat up my hands. My yeah, back. and it can tell the temperature of... Um, it, it has a dual climate control, so it can tell how cold it is outside. And it will keep you maintained at whatever temperature. So say I want to be 70 degrees um, Fahrenheit for those guys who are not in the U.S. and use space measurements um, <laughs> on there. It, it will it can detect the temperature and just keep you maintained on there. Um, I, the, like for me, I love this idea. The only question that I have is how you wash this thing. <laughs> and and you would imagine like. There's got, there's got to be a way that they get you seal up, seal it up, and send it to the wash or dry clean it. I don't know. I don't know. This is a good question. Yeah. So here, here's the little glove things. You know, you just stick your hands through and cover your hands. I, I, it seems like it's, it's great. And you know, knowing you, Drew, you, you, you know, you still have the capacitive, capacitive surface of your finger, so you can use your iPhone and still get warm at the same time. Um, I like that. I like that a lot. That's important. Does this sound like something that you would want? Yeah, I think I like this idea. Like, I, I don't, I, I avoid the cold. I don't, I don't ever like <laughs> seek out things that are cold. If I, if I'm doing anything, I'm trying to stay warm at all. So I like the idea of having a jacket that I could uh, control with my phone to keep myself warm. Yeah, and I don't, an and ideal. like the the prices are not that bad. I mean, this is starting at one ninety nine, which is, I mean, that's a normal price for a jacket. Well, not a like. <laughs> You know, kind of normal jacket. Granted, we live in Utah, so I don't know, but that's I mean, but for like a, yeah, a ski jacket. That's about snow that. jacket, a ski jacket yeah. with tech. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I love it, and I love the controllable zones, and I love the battery pack feature. So that way, you're not stuck. You know, you're like crap. I forgot to charge my jacket last night. You're like, oh wait, I'll just pull out one of my battery packs. I mean, I have three of them. Um, so I can, <laughs> okay, I have problems. Okay. <laughs> On there, but you know, you can use that, and then if you use like a 10,000 one, like I do, you can charge the jacket, run the jacket, and charge your phone at the same time. So, win win, wow. right? Like this, yeah, it, it is. I'm surprised they still have another 30,000 to raise, but they've, they're, they've got a long two months run to be fair. To do they that, launched but... yesterday, I think, right? <laughs> or they're, they're doing well so far. So, yeah, this one's definitely a back for me. Um, I'm you know, the I would love it if they worked with Scotty Vest and worked in his mm. uh, headphone systems on there. That would that'd be awesome. That would be a, that'd be the full Monty right there. Yes. I like that idea. Yeah. So this one's a back for me. Is it a backtrack or sack for you? It's it's a back for me because I really I really like the uh, hand warming idea. I would I would run marathons with a hand warming. <laughs> and it's a good looking jacket. It's nice yeah. and simple, and clean. Yeah, I'm yeah. down. Yeah, it comes in uh, black, gray, and pink on there and you know it has your down covers and stuff so it's not a thin jacket it, it will keep you warm their idea is that it'd, it'd be a jacket that you wear every day um all right like so for our next project we're gonna go a little inside baseball for you guys but for all you photographers and videographers that use dslrs pay attention actually even if you use a you know camcorder. Any video cameras or camcorder yep this next project is it's got a cool name. It reminds me of a of a band out of the nineties. It's Power X D two thousand. I love the two thousand. Yeah, yeah, it's just two thousand. 
this is a variable ND filter. It goes it goes up to eleven stops, and so Aurora Aperture Incorporated out of California has kind of built this this steppable ring that you can fit onto the front of your of your lens, whether that's DSLR or or straight camcorder, um, whatever size you have. If you have something that's in the thirty seven, thirty nine millimeters, forty six millimeters, the big boys seventy two millimeters, you throw this little Power XND two thousand, and you can change the stops like. All the way, you know, you can add more and more and more. Most of the times, you'll buy a, a neutral density type filter. You'll pop, you'll pop them on, and if you have to go darker, you either stack them and do one or two, or you pull out the the darker versions. So having one that has this variable, and and this isn't the first one to ever exist, but I like the way that they've done it so thinly. Because yeah, so I mean, I've seen ones with like little handles on them. <laughs> right, yeah, like there's some there are some big ones out there that allow you to to knock out the light. Basically, for for you non shooters, an an ND filter is like sunglasses for your camera. So if you're outside in a sunny sunny area, and it, it's too bright for your eyes, your your camera probably wants sunglasses as well. And so that ND filter is what we use to cut down the lights so that the rest of the camera can still do what it needs to do. Usually, you'll do that if you want to do longer exposures. So you'll see a lot of ND filters used when people are making those milky, like the milky shots of like rivers and streams and oceans, and they want they want all the water to kind of just turn into this creamy milk kind of flavor. But you have to, in order to do that, you've got to you've got to open up your um, you've got to open up your aperture and do other things that then just let in a whole ton of light. So usually, you can only get those shots if it's really cloudy out or if you have this. A neutral density filter that goes high enough. I love this. You can just put one on, and then you can just twist it. Uh, I like the idea. Like I said, they, they exist. There are others out there. The fact that this one is so small and 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 sleek, uh, it gives me hope. It gives me hope. And they and they've thought of all the sizes and all the thread sizes. So just about anybody could could get one. But uh, it's it's really simple. I don't know what else to say about the project. It's very simple. Uh, it's the price point is amazing too. You can get one of these for that lower size for as little as what I think forty nine dollars. Yeah, so the Kickstarter you, special. So let's say oh, so uh, Canon five D, the the so it goes by the size of your lens on there. So five D, their lenses are probably around seventy seven or seventy two, seventy seven. Yeah, yep. so they're pretty big on there. Um, like the cameras that we use at ktdata.net for our convention coverage. Those are 48, if I remember right, off the top of my head, 48, 46 on there. So those aren't as pricey. But um, as I, I mean, Drew, you probably tell people this too. If you're going to buy a uh, variable ND filter because they're pricey. Um, they can't, yeah, yeah, they can really get up there. Is you, buy, you buy bigger than what you need and then just use adapters to step it down. So that way you have the versatility of what you need. Because I know some lens, some lenses have different sizes and whatnot. So you get the biggest you can. And then you just use adapters, so that way you only buy one ND filter instead of instead of buying like three million of them because step down filters right. are like five bucks each. Right, and then just attach one thing to another. But really, a lot of a lot of places have these really thick versions of the variable one. Okay, yeah. you want to do different stops, and it's it's like it's like adding a very uh, not only is it heavy, it's clunky, but you just it's big. This one they've done this really smooth five millimeter skinny. Yep. And yeah, I, I I love it because I mean I've I've seen the ones that use the little big box, so the big shadow boxes on there, and then they just mm-hmm. slip in like squares of ND filters in front of each other to make that work. And I'm like, I don't want to carry that around. <laughs> that's, 
That is not great. So I, I mean, I love this. And the funny thing is, like, right when you posted it, I spent a good ten minutes going, "Do not want to buy a seventy-seven, or maybe you go to seventy-two, or I don't know." Because, 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 yeah, the this only, is a good price. Yeah, and the only thing that I'm a little hesitant on, but it seems like these guys know what they're talking about, is the quality of the glass. Um, yes, on there, but you know, at this price, that's about the I, same price as the other guys. Yeah, yeah, and in fact, some some of them that only have uh, some of them only like go four, up to six, right? seven, or eight yeah. stops. Yeah, uh, eight is highest I've seen. This one's I think eleven, but yeah, you're still looking at 120 bucks for a 77 millimeter, whereas these guys are down close to 80 for the Kickstarter. So if you're gonna get one, this is a this is it's almost worth that risk of what is that glass like. Uh, just, just to try, just to try it at this price range. Yeah, uh, like, maybe this, maybe the studio needs one of these. Yeah, I, I'm tempted to pick up one. Then maybe we can actually shoot outside with depth of field. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so, okay, so for you guys wondering what I'm talking about, is the problem is when you're shooting outside, there's a lot of light on there, and usually, if you've seen a lot of those pictures that kind of have that little blurry background, I can do that with my camera. The problem is I have to open my aperture all the way to the max size. That's how you that's how you get that depth there. field to come down and shrink yeah. really skinny. Yeah. But that's all the light you're letting yeah. in every that, light. So like anything that's like white or super bright is just all over the place on me and you know, you might not even be able to see someone. So for my case, if I want kind of that little blurry background popping, I can stick one of these on and then my whites aren't going to be like blinding. Exactly, and then you, and you have full control. So no matter how bright it is, or where you're shooting outside, you can step it into that right zone, so you can still get your really, really. Uh, it's a low aperture number. You like shoot clear down to a two or a one four, and get. Uh, yeah, I love it. I love a good depth of field. Yeah, we're geeks, we're nerds, <laughs> but this is a back for me. So yeah, that is definitely a back, and they've already reached their goal. But I'm, I'm probably throwing up more money on there. <laughs> so, all right. So for our last project of the night. On there, this is one you guys voted for. On there, Drew, I know that you are um, training for a marathon. You still doing that? I, I, I am. I have, here's the problem, though. I'm not doing a full-on training. It's once a week. I go running a really long ways, thinking that maybe I'll survive when the half marathon shows up. <laughs> so do you use? A I fit- did six and a half miles. Yeah. So do you use a Fitbit or anything, or just your Apple Watch? Apple Watch and uh, RunKeeper, yeah. So it keeps track of all my stuff yeah. with the RunKeeper. So, so do you do, do you do the thing where you have to look down and you're just running like this, and everybody's like, look yep. at that guy just looking at his watch on there, and yep. probably run yep. into something if you're not paying attention. I even took a phone call while we were running this last weekend because the girl, <laughs> the girls, we left them, you know, we left them to take care of themselves, and then all of a sudden I get a call, Cambria's biting me, she's hitting me, and I'm like, uh, we're running home, so we de- detoured back back home, and I'm running like this the whole time. I'm running, yelling at my watch. Would you stop eating your sister? Oh, there's so. Was sad. How, how would What's you? This? How would you like it if a an Olympian was actually a coach and would whisper things into your ears as you're training? And you and and and, 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 and how would you like it where you don't have to look at your watch while your kids are on the phone and stuff? Yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind somebody whispering in my ear if they're right. the right the right Olympian. <laughs> All right, so our pro, our last project of the night is called the Kwai, I think is how you say it, and it is Kwai. the first wearable coach headphones. And just like everything else, I love sensors. I love learning information about your body and stuff. So these headphones actually have sensors in them too. So they're they're a pair of Bluetooth headphones. They have sensors in them, and they can actually calculate your heart rate, your calories, your um, velocity O2 max, so how much oxygen you're getting while you're running, your distance, your cadence, your speed, and your pace. Um, Along that, it all ties that into its phone app, 
And also you can actually get customized um, training programs that are recorded and designed by Olympians on there. So, you know, you could, you could be running your marathon and going through the program by, you know, a, a gold, five-time gold medalist. Right, like having somebody hold my hand all the way through. Yeah, and mm. so I, I, I love the idea about this that you're getting all this data, and this is not only just for running. You can actually – it's waterproof, so you can use it for swimming. So it could tell you your pace as you're doing laps around the pool on how fast you're going and keep, keep track of those because that's really hard to do when you're in the water and you're trying to go as fast as you can, right? Uh, sure, right, yeah. On there, and so it has built-in memories, so it can also double as an MP3 player and a Bluetooth headset of course so you know your girls could be yelling and you wouldn't have to look at your phone <laughs> while you're running back um runs on bluetooth um and I, I just love the combination of putting everything together so you don't have to wear like an extra strap i mean because you have, have you looked at all the like peripherals that you can get for fitness training yeah you know you got those yeah. chest straps you got like head visions you know and you're wearing a watch, you're wearing all this stuff, and it's all supposed to talk to each other and stuff. I like this where you just put on a pair of headphones. You don't look really, like, suspicious because, I mean, almost everybody I know runs with headphones, and you're good to go, right? Right. Right. Um, does this sound like something you'd use, Drew, for your marathon? You can... I So I love to listen to music. Right now we're, you know, we're running, and, and it's just Peach and I, and it's we just talk to each other when we're, you know, just we're there i love running to music and so i i wouldn't mind having you know the whole thing like built into one place so that even as i'm running it could give me like notes like you know hey you've got a half mile left keep it up i would love it if they would like tease me with candy you know hey (laughs) give me a give me a you know get get yourself a sub 12 minute mile and i will give you a box of charleston chews and i'll say yeah (laughs) let's go (laughs) if somebody could like Promise me things as a reward system. Okay, that's a stretch, but I do like this. I like that this has a lot of uh, a lot of information, a lot of tech in here. Yeah, it's so amazing and, how and, much they've crammed in. Yeah, and what's great is when you're like running and stuff, it will let you know you have run two miles on there. You don't have to like look at your phone or anything. You can just keep going because I'm I'm the type of person if I'm like dedicated to doing something, I just uh, like if you if something distracts me, it's hard for me to get back. So I'm just like in the zone. On there, so if I'm running and I just hear update through my headphones, that's good. But if I have to like look at my phone and stuff, it totally screws things up for me because I can't multitask. <laughs> if, if you've seen how I switch this show, that should be pretty obvious. <laughs> <laughs> on that um, seven-hour battery life on there, uh, I, I mean, honestly, like the headphones, they're okay with the sensors and stuff. But I think this ecosystem that they put together with the app, the training programs, and the notifications and everything together make it a really solid combination on there. Um, yeah, I like, I like I like the combo for sure. On there, so for me, th- this this one is actually a back because I just I just love sensors and having more sensors is always better. <laughs> on there, so I don't know what, what is this back tracker I'll, sack. I'll, I'll track it. I'll track it. I like uh, it's. It, I'm not a serious runner. I do. I am training, but that's just for love. Um, but so give it to your wife. I don't mind. Does, isn't that good? That's brownie it. I think points? she'd dig it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I think she'd dig it for sure. <laughs> and then, all right, now it is time for our sack of the week. And because we love you guys so much, we're giving you two, <laughs> two sacks <laughs> on there. So, um, okay. So uh, these past couple episodes, I've kind of talked about like maybe I should back projects and I'll find a project creator that could be the one, right? Yes, yes. Um, 
on there. So our sack of the week sort of attempts to do that. It is called Virtual Girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> on there. Um, and they're looking to raise five thousand dollars. It's thirty bucks on there, and it's everyone needs some someone. Whether you're looking for friendship or love, you'll find it here. Personalities. Emails, letters, or dot dot dot. I don't know what the dot 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 is. But <laughs> I don't know what else you're gonna offer on there. Um, and then, so about the project, life can be difficult. We all face cha- face challenges, and many of us face those challenges alone. Oh. Some people are just naturally introverted or desire a different kind of communication, which is difficult to find. But loneliness doesn't have to happen. My goal is to create loving connections throughout the world. Friendship, love, or guidance, all based on the personal needs and of each client. Um, And then this is where it kind of gets weird, too. We also have plans to launch a separate category in the near future, Virtual Boyfriend. It will be similar to Virtual Girlfriend, but to cater to women and men seeking men. This option will be available to a limited number of members. Please contact us if interested. Um, I just don't get it. I don't don't know what they're doing to make these connections, because they don't describe it. Not a lot, but their tiers are things like get a letter from me, yeah. get 30 days worth of messages. One of them, you can even have them like they will call you, they'll Skype you, there'll be a Facebook messages. And I'm like, wait, wait, so you're buying a friend? Like, I don't understand. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. There are plenty of people out there that will chat with you randomly and be creepy without you having to pay them. Yeah. Well, if you want to pay someone to talk to you, just pay me and Drew. We'll talk to you about yes. ND filters and crowdfunding i mean you're listening to us so at least you know yeah, no obligations yeah. yeah this is a, that's a good sack that's a good sack <laughs> on the, the, the this is the line that worries me too no challenges have been identified <laughs> no idea what i'm doing but no i will have no challenge no <laughs> obstacles all right so for our next project or our next sack of the week is a local one, Drew. You want to explain this one? It is. Well, I'm not sure what to explain. It's like they walked into a store and they're like, oh, somebody made that. I think I'll make one too. So this is the stovetop stopper. Somebody uh, decided they needed to make something that would go between the stove and the countertop. So you know where you slide your stove in? And yeah, I, I get crumbs down there every once in a while. I don't know that I've lost anything important down the side of my cabinetry. But they've made the stovetop stopper, which are some um, – I, I don't even know what the – product is just something something so uh, so you know how you you put a stove in and there's like gaps right between your cabinetry and the stuff this thing gap filler yeah you fill the gap with this and supposedly you don't get crumbs of crap down there guess what you still get crumbs and crap down there i i had one of these growing up 30 years ago my mom had stovetop stopper gaps that you would just lay down in the gaps (laughs) right between the two edges of the stove and you know i mean i just I don't know what this guy's thinking. That's all I can say. I just—he's trying to raise twenty thousand dollars to make a piece of plastic or, or silicone or whatever to uh, like slide in. Yeah, I just I, don't... I, I'm worried about the plastic because I don't think he talks about it as much. I'm like, what happens if it gets too hot and like melts or starts? Burning? Yeah, what is he making this out of? What I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure how far he is in the process. There's there's not a whole lot. All he has is I invo- I invented this to avoid this mess. I've got to get funds. And the video uh, was not that great. Production. Like. Oh, it's so dark. I was like, you, you're just like, okay, shut this in the middle of the night. I'm going to, I'm going to pick a black oven, you know, I mean, yeah. What, yeah. what color is your stove? 
Uh, mine is black. It's a gas. It's a gas range uh, black. And I, 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 I have a tan one because this house is as old as me on there. Yes. But I mean, can you find somebody with a different colored stove that you can see a little better? Because black doesn't. Yeah, it's, it's not that well at all. But I like. I swear, if I were to go to Amazon right now, stovetop gap filler. <laughs> Like this exists. I guess that's my problem with this sweet sack of the week. I mean, I love you, man, just because they're local. I think that's great, but somebody well, already you're, did. You're this. gonna go to the store and you just see this guy buying all this like PVC or whatever, and you're like, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> but that that and the other the other idea is like, sure, it's an okay idea, maybe. But at twenty thousand dollars, that's that's just a, a whole, yeah. Look at this. I look just found him. There's the silicone one at Walmart. There's a 30-inch one that actually is made by Whirlpool that Lowe's sells. There are stovetop gap covers all across. These are are prime eligible, and some of these look a lot better. I mean, I I prefer this, the little, like, smooth service so you can, like, slide stuff over instead of, like, tripping over it. thank you. Does somebody need to just message him and let him know? Like, I don't know. I, so I, I mean, he's going to offer so, black, white, or stainless so, steel. So somebody didn't do their market research as much because I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now he did say he did this one. At least he has a risk or a challenge. He did say I don't see any foreseeable risks or challenges with this project unless funding exceeds twenty thousand. If it doesn't, it may take an extra month or two to fulfill. So he's see, not that far. See, ahead. at least he, he's smart enough to know that if he reaches that hump, or he can't, he can't cut or make these in time. He's you know, he's letting people know. So here's so each there's only one tier eleven dollars and he's trying to raise twenty thousand dollars. So if you do the math, even if he makes it, even if he makes it twenty divided by eleven dollars, he's making eighteen hundred of these little sets. <laughs> that's a lot. That's all. You got <laughs> a lot a of work lot. to do, buddy. Oh man, that's, uh, a lot. that's a sack. Yeah, on there. So, um, sadly, that is he's gonna the... find. It's gonna find me an egg my house. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Mr. Tolman. Hey, if he wants to drive down sense? to Salt Lake and egg my house, more power to him. But that's <laughs> an spot. hour drive. So. <laughs> Happy um, to consult on your next project, sir. If you need some help, just come talk to us. I bet we could get you something going. Yep. Uh, maybe he, maybe he's good at writing letters to people. Maybe he <laughs> wants to be a, a, a distance. <laughs> the, the, vir- the virtual girlfriend. Um, he could help. He could help with that one. Yeah. <sighs> uh, all right. <laughs> That is all the projects that we have for tonight. If you have suggestions for Sacks of the Week or regular projects, or if you want to send in a kick shout, like literally, I, you, if you put the words kick shout and send me a Twitter length description of the product, I will put it in. I will read it. Like, we don't, you send it, we put it on there. It's like a bulletin board. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll take whatever on there. I mean, if you're looking for a law, looking to crowdfund your next date or something, sure, we'll put it in there. Put it in there. Why not? <laughs> On there. So um, send those suggestions or whatever to kickcast at ktdata.net or on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash kickcast, or on the Twitter at night20 for that beautiful man over there at ktdata for myself or at kickcast for the show. Um, if you want to go back and see any of these projects, like say you really want 18,000 of these uh, um, stovetop right. stoppers, you can head on over we'll to tell you where find them. kickcast.net with links. On all the stuff. Uh, Drew, you got any projects you want to pimp? I know your Final Cut thing's coming soon. and you know It's coming soon, and that, that'll be something that you can grab on Curious.com, which is a really cool site uh, that, that really it's a subscription base. So it's kind of like it's on Ooh. Lynda.com or 
right? It's just learn things all day long. And their new p- pitch for the whole year is like learn something new every day. And so they've made it into a game with an app that you basically mm, fill out this badges. game of life wheel. It's almost like Trivial Pursuit badges. with all these badges and things. And you just you just learn neat, quick things. You don't have to do in depth courses like I'm like I'm building, but there's some quick ones. So it's going to be a really cool deal. And I will let you know if I survive because I still have a whole lot of post production <laughs> to do. Once you're done, I'm gonna I, I might register for a month and just go, learn everything. Go you can. freshen up my Final Cut skills and see what I've all the bad habits that I've developed over the years. <laughs> I'll be like, oh man, I can't tell Drew about this. Reason That's what I'll be like. <laughs> I'll have lessons and be like, never do these things. And then I'll just, I'll just record you and do edit. Yeah. And watch this guy and never do these things. <laughs> then I'll go to your house one day. I'm like, did you say never do that? <laughs> do what I say, yeah. not what I do. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Oh, then, all right, guys. Our, and of course, we love everybody who watches live. Apologize to our live viewers this week. Something's happening with our streaming site that we're using on there. Uh, hopefully. <laughs> They'll fix it, but if you want to watch live, and I encourage you to watch live because you get all the pre and post stock. I mean, I'm pretty sure Drew and I went 20 minutes talking about that ND filter before we started the show. We did. We get get lots of geek on there. Um, Just head on over to live.kickcast.net, and our next live episode will be March 29th, 2016. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Um, Like, subscribe, all that good stuff wherever you see this, and tell a friend. We'd appreciate it. And we'll see you in two weeks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.